Hello. Hi. How, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm also good. I'm a bit ill, so I'm going to try not cough too much in this episode. Otherwise, okay, it's fine. really annoying. Otherwise, you can get some water. Exactly. Some lemon sip. Exactly. I'll try. But yeah, we're good. We're watching Wimbledon in the background. Have yes. fun. Good old Wimbledon season. Although it's going to be over by the time you hear. Oh, it might be. Yeah, because it's on... over in like two weeks. Well, less now. Oh, it's isn't not. It? Uh, That's next what my dad weekend. said. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's yeah. in like within yeah. two weeks. Actually, yeah. when we release this, if we do it in time, you may still be able to watch it. Oh yeah, maybe it'll be so, the yeah. final. Anyway, I hope we we hope you enter Wimbledon. Good fun. Yeah. Good times. If not, you should. Exactly. It's a good bit of drama. So yeah, just as much drama, probably not as much drama as in the AI world. Aye. I was going to say. Link it in. Um, <laughs> LinkedIn and no, link, link it, it in. in. I know. Um, I was thinking of LinkedIn. But yeah, so what have you been up to recently? So many AI events since we've last spoken, which was, I think, before all of them. So I was at the AI Summit, AI Summit, sorry, which was part of London Tech Week. And then we had some more corporate events and we have even more coming up. I'm just thinking now. So yeah, we have one more corporate event coming up. Then there's a bit of a summer break and then we have more in autumn. So I'm keeping busy. How about you? Um, yes, I haven't been going to any AI events myself. Um, but yeah, I've been busy at work. Um, just doing bits and I was with my fam last night okay. had a little family dinner how was that um it was very nice um we were in a seaside town and I was saying earlier I had some crab um which I've never had uh <laughs> wasn't a big never? fan no I don't oh. really like seafood oh, I love crab. um I but love the rest was really good we had um well I'm proud of you for trying. oh my god have you heard of sweetbreads yes yeah mm, do you know what I'm they are a fan. yes you, yeah yeah and no. so i had never had them so i had them last night and so did my grandma okay um and i actually thought they were quite nice Fair. Um, i know they're very big what's it called like delicacy yeah i thought they were really nice i'm not a massive fan i have to um, say i still find them a bit weird it's one of those things where i can't really overcome the, the background of what it is yeah when I eat yeah, it. yeah. Mm. no i actually really don't care like i love trying all that type of stuff so i was like yeah i'll do it but yeah so i had that in the starter and i kind of risked also having that in the main yeah because i was like oh i'm sure it'll be fine and i did like it so i had like the veal i think oh, okay. was the starter mm-hmm. and then lamb was the main oh, i don't like lamb i thought it was so nice to be fair i there's thought the a, lamb was great uh, there's a few animals <laughs> i don't like eating like i don't like rabbit meat also because the thought behind it is i awful. don't think i've had rabbit lamb i don't like i also don't like pork we've talked fair, about this before. i do like all of them except rabbit because i don't know because i haven't had it and veal i do like but it's so cruel though. i know veal is so nice mm-hmm. but it is but i don't really care too much about the background because it's so nice so no. i'm a bit like well no. i'm not gonna pretend um no, but anyway so that's probably like the nicest thing i've been up to recently yeah fair well i love that you were at the seaside town where your parents boat was parked. yeah i know it's a cute yeah, little cute. Um, how's that it's good um my brother and his friend were staying there the, okay. at the weekend so they just like walked down to the restaurant from there and i just came met my grandparents and then everyone else just like came along yeah yeah cute what kind of boat is it uh it's just like a small i don't really know exactly what it it's like a really small yacht is it a, oh, oh i think is like, it a sailing i don't even boat know as well? yeah like you can sail it oh, yeah yeah um but i actually am not 100 percent sure what like if it's actually a yacht like you can sail it you can sleep on it like there's a cabin yeah. blah blah so i guess well very very nice some good yachts some good events yeah. i will say the ai summit was also really good but very hot because again it was just during one of the hottest days and 
the ventilation was questionable. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was good presenting. It was very fun talking to people. By the way, hi if you were at the event and you're now listening. Hi. I hope you're doing well. I hope you saw me at the summit. And I'm probably I'm I'm sure you can relate that it was very warm as always. But we had some ice yeah. cream and some cocktails. <laughs> oh that's good. Which was really good. Yeah. And more free food. But yeah. Oh, that also just reminded me quickly what you just said about cocktails is I had a new cocktail last night. Oh, did I've tell. never had and I've never heard of called Kia. Like like the car? No, 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 no. Like spelled like K-I-R. Uh, oh, Kia. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Um, yeah, yeah. So there was oh, like Kia and Kia Royale. So the yeah. Royale one was with champagne, which my mum had. And then the other one was with the white wine, which I had. And it was so nice. There's a... In the t- small town I come from, there's a... I don't even know, kind of like a like a place that's called Kiriel. Yeah. I don't know what it is, to be honest, because you can go there and play poker. My family goes oh, there and plays great. poker, but I wouldn't call it a casino. Yeah. You can also watch sports. They also to be have fair, food. I do quite like it when, and I kind of want to find them myself as well, like when there's places around the city that have like pubs or bars where there's like just a few pool tables as well. So you can just like play pool and like have some drinks, yeah, you know. Cute. Are you going to be a, a little pool daddy? Yes. You know, like in those movies when there's like a, yeah, exactly. like a pool daddy and yeah. it's approached. Anyway, let's pivot let's to not the pivot. story. Wait, oh no, no, let's. Oh, oh wait, yeah. no, sorry. I, okay, yeah. What? <laughs> let's move on with our right. lives. Um, cool. Should we go into the prompt first? Uh, yeah, I can get a, give a bit of a pre, um, preface. Okay, preface. cool. Yeah. Okay, let's do the prompt. Okay, so do you want to first give us a bit of a preface, bit of context for the prompt? Yes, I can give some notes. So first of all, this time we used Claw Plus because as you will notice in the next... AI episode I think it always confuses me because I have to create them before we record the human episodes but then release them after so I believe in the next AI episode I also mentioned or the the dialogue mentions that we use Claw Plus because we like the result a lot better than GPT-4 so once again this was written by Claude Plus and now in the Poe app we also have access to Palm which is Google's large language model I haven't tried that one out yet, but we can maybe try that for one of the future stories and see how that performs. Cool. Okay. So the prompt for this time... Yeah, we can give you a moment to get it up if you like. All right. So the prompt of this week is a painter living in an abandoned temple. One day meets a man who claims to be a time traveler from the future. She starts painting his portrait while he tells her stories about the future, trying to convince her he's telling the truth. And one special thing is that this time the story includes a human written element, where I basically said, incorporate this element or go off from that element and keep writing in the same style and tone and that, that the prompt, uh, the plot, sorry, links to that element. So you can try and guess which of the element is human written. Yeah, because I don't even know. Exactly. Yet. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So shall we do the story? Yes, let's go. See you there. Kayla opened the curtains covering the large glass doors of the Grand Hall. The rolling hills outside were overhung with dark clouds. It would be another few days before Kayla would be able to leave this place. She turned around to face the man with the white hair and young face sitting in the centre of the room. 
His face showed the same level of excitement and awe as during the last 24 days. Kayla wondered if he'd ever tire of the stories he spun up while she was working on his portrait, seemingly in full belief they were 100% true. All right, Caesar. Kayla wiped her hands on her apron and sat down in front of her easel opposite Caesar. Ready for today's session? Caesar nodded eagerly and took in a deep breath before speaking. Absolutely. Okay, listen, I know I promised that today would be the day you started to believe my stories, but I'm actually not sure of that anymore because I've got to tell you about one of the coolest things we use in my time. It's called a smartphone, and, well, if you have literally no clue about technology, it's kind of like a small brick of magic in your hands. Kayla smiled, remembering Caesar's enthusiasm from their first meeting as she started sketching the contours of his face. All right, tell me about this smartphone, then. Caesar leaned forward, staring intently into Kayla's eyes. A smartphone is like a little computer you keep in your pocket. It connects you to something called the internet, which is basically this huge network that connects everyone and everything. You can look up any information you want, watch videos, message friends, pay for things, all from this little device. Kayla frowned, struggling to comprehend such an idea. A pocket-sized device that granted you access to limitless information and allowed you to instantly connect with anyone, anywhere? It seemed implausible. And yet, Caesar spoke with such earnestness, his eyes alight as if visualising this technology in front of him. I don't understand, Kayla said. How does this internet work? And how can a small device be so powerful? The internet works using networks and servers. I don't fully understand it myself. As for smartphones, well, technology in my time is just incredibly advanced. We have artificial intelligence, self-driving cars, robots, spaceships that can reach Mars in a few months. Caesar trailed off, looking wistful. Kayla stared at her sketch, realising she had started drawing symbols and shapes that corresponded with Caesar's descriptions. She blinked, shaking her head slightly. It sounds like the world you come from is quite different from my own. You have no idea, Caesar said. But that's why I'm here, to tell you about the future and all the wonders it holds. Kayla continued sketching Caesar's portrait as he launched into another tale of the future. He described skyscrapers that reached high into the clouds, vehicles that could fly and hover above the ground, and medical advancements that allowed people to live well past 100 years old. With each new detail, Kayla found her scepticism waning. There was a sincerity in Caesar's voice and a faraway look in his eyes that made his stories seem more like memories than fabrications. As Caesar spoke, Kayla noticed something strange happening to her sketch. The lines and shading were becoming more vivid and lifelike, as if an unknown hand was guiding her pencil. By the time Caesar finished describing a massive space station where people could live and work for years at a time, Kayla's portrait of him looked photographic. Kayla gasped. How is this possible? I've never been able to draw like this before. Caesar peered at the portrait, his eyes widening. I was right, he whispered. You do have a gift. That's why I was sent here. Sent here? By whom? Kayla asked. A chill ran down her spine. Caesar took a deep breath. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm from an organisation in the future dedicated to identifying and helping gifted individuals realise their full potential. My mission was to come back in time, find you and help nurture your talent. I believed that if I told you stories about the future, it would stimulate your gift in some way. 
And it seems I was right. Kayla stared at Caesar in stunned silence. His explanation was implausible, and yet the evidence was right in front of her. A perfectly rendered portrait she knew she shouldn't have been able to produce. So you're really from the future then? She asked faintly. Caesar nodded. I know it's hard to believe, but yes, I am from over 200 years in the future. My organisation developed a method of time travel and sent me to find you. Will you accept my help? Kayla gazed into Caesar's hopeful eyes, feeling as if her world had been turned upside down. She knew if she said yes, her life would never be the same again. And yet, she found herself nodding, almost as if it was always meant to be this way. Caesar broke into a wide grin. Excellent, this is just the beginning. With your gift and my knowledge, we'll accomplish amazing things. Kayla smiled hesitantly, wondering what exactly she had gotten herself into. Her eyes drifted to the portrait in front of her, a reminder of the strange power within her that was just beginning to awaken. With Caesar's help, there was no limit to what she could achieve or who she could become. The future was hers, and it was bound to be an incredible journey. Right, so what did you think of that? I thought that was really, really good. I will say I'm, I'm impressed with Claude, obviously, or Claude Plus. Obviously, we said this as we were recording in between, that there was a bit of cliche at the end or there were some cliche phrases. But overall, I thought the plot was really good that it came up with. Really interesting. But didn't you come up with the plot, kind of, because you did the prompt? I mean, true, but, you know, coming from the future society that picks talented people, that obviously oh, I that, didn't... that you didn't come up no. with? No, okay. I was going to say, guess, do you want to give me a guess which one was the human-created bit before we continue? Um, I honestly will find it really hard to remember because I felt like it was ages ago now that I was reading it and I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, I did see bits when I was reading it come up that were, like, in purple, like the word hopeful and stuff like that i'll show you later okay. but um uh which bit did i think was human i honestly don't know i can't think off the top of my head a specific bit so you can tell me it was the beginning so the very beginning bit is human written so what bit specifically like when she gets up and she draws the curtains you look out the rolling oh, hills okay okay and then she starts painting and it becomes ai from the moment he talks about the, he ends talking about the smartphone. Ah, uh, okay. And okay. then when she smiles and says, "Oh, tell me about the oh no, what's the smartphone?" Then whatever this bit is, then AI generated. I uh, try okay. to stick, kind of with my style, but obviously also stick with something that would work with the AI. I yeah. would say. So I'm glad I kind of found a good middle tone. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting as well. I was saying I thought the plot was. Like, it was an interesting concept having someone telling stories while they're being drawn and painted mm -hmm. as, like, a narrative. Because I feel like if that was, like, a film or something like that, it would be, like, a, like a narrative device, like, every now and then coming back from the story back to mm -hmm. the present. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and but also, like, what we said as well about the cliché bits, I feel like that's just a very AI yes. thing, is that they always include very cliche bits especially at the end when they're like very drama. oh it will never be the same again <laughs> like yes. you know indeed it was very dorian gray i will say yeah did you want it to do that no or actually no? no i didn't fair. after i mean to be fair after i gave it the plot the prompt with the painting i was like oh yeah actually it's a bit dorian gray but yeah. i didn't do that on purpose i was not yeah, thinking fair. about dorian but it's a great story it yeah. is we love oscar um but yeah no overall i thought it was good it was an interesting idea um obviously again very typical like oh from the future we have these things called 
know. It's like it's always in the future. It's like oh, we have these things called smartphones. I know it's quite crazy. Although I will say it is a bit insane if you think about it, because obviously they only came about a few decades ago. And even if you went back to the 1940s and showed people this, they would be like, "What on earth is this? Yeah, no, I what know. on earth is happening?" Yeah. You know, and if, I mean, obviously our grandparents grew up without, I mean, our parents grew up without smartphones, you know. Yeah, yeah, Which true. is quite funny to think about. But yeah, I was also in my head trying to calculate and make sure that the timeline matched up because they obviously said, or the story said 200 years. Yeah, but it said over, didn't true. it? But I true. guess the fact that they specified 200, exactly. I guess, is kind of... It's probably kind of in the 200-ish area, but it yeah. would work. If you said it was 200, it was 100 years from now... And a hundred years in the future, uh, in, the, in the past, sorry. So it was an, around yeah, so the early... Yeah, so it still would work, yeah, yeah. The early 1900s, yeah. for example, would work. So it still would have worked, yeah. Exactly. In my head, I was thinking further in the past, but again, the story works either way. Yeah. I feel like 1900s is a good... I was kind of picturing, I think, early... To be fair, I think I was picturing early 1900s before... Was I thinking that? I think when, I fir- when it first started, I was thinking present, like yeah. present day... Then, obviously, it said, like, oh, yeah, smartphone. So I was like, okay, cool. It must have been from quite a while back. So I think early 1900s works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I do, like I said, really like the style of writing. I thought it was great. I think it was less cliche than GPT-4 because it gave a bit more nuance. I think the dialogue was a bit better. It wasn't as sharp as in previous stories because sometimes it was even, like I said, a bit sarcastic in the dialogue or not which in this story wouldn't make that much sense yeah. so if it was a bit more tame but overall the elements claw plus added i really liked and i thought it was good it was also this time i thought a really well contained story because this time there wasn't so much plot that it felt like a summary which we critiqued before yeah, yeah but it yeah. was just you know she painted him i mean obviously it was a bit sped up the painting but even that was explained <laughs> that sped up the paint imagine you know, or like the drawing <laughs> the sorry, drawing the sketching. whatever yeah yeah but even then she explained that it was done kind of guided for her yeah and she was yeah doing it true herself. and then yeah it was just a conversation they were having yeah i thought it was good because it was almost just like a i think the reason it worked in terms of the detail is because it was basically just like a very expanded um conversation yeah between two people rather than a whole story like as you said as well so i feel like yeah, it was basically just like a long, detailed conversation. So you could yep. put more in, like more detail. Exactly. Also, this time I actually didn't need to do a lot of tuning and a lot of improvements because I really had to do that for the story that is the last one I wrote, which is the one you're going to find in the next AI episode. Mm. So look out for that. Because that, oh my God, that was tricky because it kept making up stories that were just not great that were quite questionable in plot, that yeah. were just not something we would want to put out. Yeah. And it took me a lot of changing, tuning, playing around with it to get it to a story that's actually good. For this one, really wasn't. Yeah. It went off, it even incorporated my style of writing quite well, I think. So yeah, really good for this episode. Which brings me to the question, how do you think the story continues? Um, oh, how would I say it continues? Um, I kind of imagine her going off with him a bit like Doctor Who. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when he when he's like, oh, do you want to come with? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yes. I feel like that's the kind of vibe I get. I feel like they'd go off, go back to wherever he's from together. Yeah. And then maybe like kind of stick together. Yeah. You know, that's what I think. What Fair. do you think? Yeah, I also think she would be packing up her things probably quite... Quickly. 
uh, were oh. quite scared, you know, okay. where, where she was like, oh, what's going to happen? Is this a crazy man who's going to kidnap me? Or like, not crazy, but, you know, is this a man who's going to kidnap me? Or what is going to happen? And then they can travel into the future. How would you, how, how do you think they would travel to the future? Is there um, a device? Is there a wormhole? I imagine they don't have, I don't imagine them doing the same, like, TARDIS thing. Mm -hmm. I imagine them having more of like a, like a small... Almost, ugh, I don't really know how to describe it, but basically like almost like a large tube, which they like step inside and okay. it's like a teleport, like teleports, fun. you know, instantly into the future, into a certain place, but not like the TARDIS where like yeah, yeah. it's physical, like it's like a room in there and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Not like that, yeah. just like an instant teleport. Yeah, maybe like a small elevator where it's like, ding, yeah, oh, ding. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Wormhole elevator. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then in the future, I could imagine them going to the headquarters of wherever Caesar is from and maybe connecting with other people they found from the past with those gifts that he was mentioning. Oh, yeah, yeah. But can you just imagine how insane it must be? I mean, obviously, this is a fictional story. For her to step into the future and see all of these devices. Oh, yeah, I know. Which is, on that note, imagine how insane it must be to someone from the 1920s to come to this time. I know. Which, to be fair, is even crazy. Like I said, we sound so young when we say this, but it must even be crazy for our grandparents or I don't have them anymore, but great grandparents. Yeah. To, well, to learn, you know? Well, it's the same with us. Like us in like 50 years, mm -hmm. there'll obviously be more stuff that will be like, what? Like, yeah. what is this? Exactly. Um. So, yeah. Interesting. And I think for us, it's also quite, I mean... For our whole generation, it's interesting because we grew up with the internet. We grew up with computers. We even yeah. grew up with smartphones, more or less, where we don't really know time without any of yeah. that, yeah, which is yeah. quite funny. Which even, I mean, even our parents do. Even our parents obviously grew up without the internet and the smartphone. Mm. So you don't have to go back generations and yeah, generations. Yeah, no, that's so true. It's, it's quite funny. So yeah, I think it will be a bit, a bit of a shock for her to go to the future, yeah. but I hope she will enjoy it. And then... Let's see how they use people. Maybe it's going to be a deep thing of, you know, how can we learn from people from the past yeah. to improve the future, something like that. And um, how would you rate that story out of 10? I would say maybe 7.5. How do you say? How do you? How do you? How do you say? <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel? How Sorry. do you say? <laughs> um, I would give like yeah, like seven and a half, eight type five. I was gonna say maybe even eight. I'm always mm. just because I thought the concept was quite a good idea as a, like a narrative. True. You know. I was gonna say I'm quite strict, but actually I'm not ever that strict. I always kind of tend to be around the middle grading which yeah. to be fair i don't think we've had a horrible story before. no no i don't think so because to be fair we probably wouldn't publish a horrible story yeah uh unless it was comedic and then we've never had a 10 out of 10 i don't think there was a 10 out of 10 but maybe eight you actually yeah. right yeah yeah i think the only elements that were not maybe not negative but that were contributing not a 10 out of 10 is the cliche sentences yeah. whatnot. not yeah, yeah um but that can be overlooked so good effort good effort great story i'm glad that worked so well and it didn't expand it into something too huge and it it was quite good it was quite a good technique maybe to go off from something human written to contain it a bit more yeah true okay so shall we go on to the goats yes i have quite a few this time so in order to speed it up a bit or to contain it a bit more i will give context between all of them and they kind of all link together cool so I won't have like 10 different ones. They're all kind of 
related to each other. Yeah, okay, but it, will, fair. it will make more sense when I talk yeah. about it. Cool. Okay, let's go do it now. Yay! Woo! <laughs> okay, so do you want to start off by telling us a bit about the goats? Yes. So as always, our AI goats refers to the fantastic goat simulator game, which you should play if you haven't already. It's fantastic. A big part of Marie's childhood, which tells you a lot. But anyway, and also the acronym for, you know, greatest of all times. So some greatest of all time stories that we found interesting in the world of AI. One of them links to different things, which is, I would say, AI and arts which links to the writer's strike currently happening in LA still. Well, obviously the writer's guild is on strike. And one big reason for that is that writers are scared that executives are going to replace them with AI because lots of production costs have just completely exploded. And actually I looked this up, I don't know how correct this is, but I found a few resource, uh, sources referencing that, that Netflix is the only one making a profit or breaking even on their production costs whereas all the others like even hbo or max <laughs> max as it's not called or disney or what have you are all actually losing out because of their expensive productions oh right okay yeah yeah so ai might be used as a more cost effective way but obviously again it could potentially replace a lot of writers yeah so that is one of the fear that is currently being had and one of the central points in the strikes yeah yeah and then this also links to music because you may have seen that, God, the person who must have posted it, such a stressful life at the moment. There was this song posted on Spotify, which was an AI mashup between Drake and The Weeknd, but a didn't new- we... Oh wait, didn't we talk about this already? Yes. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. And obviously that got taken down by now. Obviously the person I think was filed a lawsuit against. Okay. Um, there was lots of, um, a few like I saw a massive stock crash related to that so that must be quite stressful the person linked to it but then since then more has happened um Grimes for example has actually released her voice for AI creations for AI oh, songs okay. yeah yeah I think it's called Elf AI <clears throat> or Elf FM or LM Elf LM I think <laughs> where you can use her voice to make songs or to have her vocals played on oh, songs okay. yeah yeah and she did that with another creator or another creator used her voice and then grimes liked it so much they split the profits 50 50 and grimes featured the song as a official remix okay oh so so now it's been like released on spotify and blah. blah i believe blah. so yeah, yeah. grimes okay. is very positive about ai being used in a positive and good way okay yeah i can imagine that yeah because she was married to elon right yes yeah she was <laughs> and I don't even know if they're divorced by now. I hope so for Grimes. Um, and then obviously you have Music Gen, I believe, and Music LM, the music generators by Meta. Yeah, Music Gen, by Meta and Google. And you also have other platforms where you can now properly create songs. And I remember the last time I tested this, it was mostly still instrumental. It didn't sound that great. Now you can use voice generators mm. and add lyrics. And obviously use um, ChatGPT APIs to generate lyrics as well, like the written lyrics, the actual con yeah, oh, content yeah, yeah. of the lyrics. And the songs sound a lot more sophisticated now. So it's this kind of tug and war, which obviously sets lots of labels into a frenzy where they say, we don't even know how to deal with this. Like it's a complete Pandora's box. Mm. There's this big article I read in the LA Times, which I'm gonna link in the show notes, which I'm gonna recommend because it goes into a lot of detail. But yeah, lots of AI movement in the arts. So yeah. what do you think of um, that? Well, the thing that I've that I think about that, which I've kind of always thought, um, which is the same with any 
AI slash like, like projections, like holograms, stuff like that, is that I think it's interesting to kind of experiment with them in creating shows and stuff like, you know, ABBA Voyage, for example, mm -hmm. like creating stuff when people can't actually physically go there or like just as like a kind of experiment type thing, but not make everything in the future about that. So with the songs, mm -hmm. like in terms of the songwriting and creating songs and stuff like that, or like the TV writing and all of this, obviously I wouldn't like everything in the future to be made by AI. Cause first of all, it takes away jobs. It takes away stuff that people want to do. Like let's say I was really wanting to be a writer and I couldn't because it's no longer a job because like mm -hmm. AI does it all now. So I wouldn't personally be for that. But as I said, I think it's good for experimenting with things like how AI can create music, how it can create TV shows, but not make that the future of TV, not make that like the future of arts, you know? Yes. Yeah. I agree. It's very, I think if you use it in a responsible way, it can be really positive. I, I admire Grimes for how she utilizes it and how she lets her voice be utilized. Yeah. I think it should be similar to how the Directors Guild has made an agreement where they said AI cannot stand in or replace a person directly. Yeah. Or the Screen Actors Guild where they said it cannot be used without the person's permission. Mm. And I did see this interview in the LA Times article with this guy from this um, music generation. And I found it a bit depressing because he was basically just advocating for as much music being pumped out there as possible, no matter how trash it is, as long as it's viral and hitting like algorithms as in TikTok, mm. it doesn't matter because again, as as long as it's as boppy, catchy, viral as possible, it doesn't matter about the quality. And I was reading this and I was like, normally, I'm not on that level. I'm like, okay, create whatever you want. But that was quite depressing. Yeah, I mean, it has definitely been a recent thing, like obviously in the age of TikTok, where annoyingly loads of music has got really shit. Yeah. Like not all of it, but loads of it has got really shit because it's more about... Um, I think a lot of it now is more about engagement on social media mm -hmm. rather than the actual music exactly. quality. There was also an interesting point where they said lots of, you know, those background music, like the lo-fi, the relaxation music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's actually a really big industry and there's a lot of creators in that space that make music specifically for that. That's not meant to hit the charts, but just meant to be used as much as possible. Yeah. And that is now being replaced massively by AI. Yeah, true. Yeah, so yeah. that was quite interesting to see. I do think it there is an argument being made for it becoming a lot more accessible, mm. the entire industry, but obviously with AI movie generation, I mean, the ones we use, you know, for video generation, yeah, yeah, that allows us to make movies in a lot, or like not movies, but short videos in a lot easier way that we wouldn't be able to do without the AI tools. And I really appreciate that because it is cool to have something at the tip of your hands where you just... Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it definitely is. I just feel like as long as it's not, like, let's say a director wanted to, like, make a film and they could just make it with an AI bot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I do find that... Again, I find it cool, the pers like the prospect of having that at your fingertips and just being able to create whatever you want in a second for yourself. Realistically... I would personally say until we get to the point where we can completely replace an, a Tarantino or a Star Wars film with AI, it's probably a bit further down yeah, yeah, yeah. the timeline because I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But it is a massive 
potential and it is a massive thing which again i think is super fun to play with i'm glad it exists because i use it extensively and i have a lot of fun with it but i completely respect people's opinions when they say we're scared it will take our job yeah and if it replaces us the content will be a lot less of value less quality less quality yeah, yeah. so there need to be rules and we need to work with it and we need to use it utilize it for what we do like you know like we do yeah, yeah, with yeah. The stories in a bit but not have could completely replace what we do because obviously even in our ai episodes we still do the writing and yeah, we still yeah, yeah, yeah. do the creation like what you see we still pick the synthesia avatars we still pick the background we create the background with mid journey we pick the music so we still put it all together and that i think is really fun yeah yeah no i agree i think it's good to incorporate it sometimes if you want um like as you said how you do with the ai episodes but um yeah as long as it doesn't take over completely exactly. everything exactly all right that brings us to the next story which is that um it links kind of in two different stories so one of them i found interesting is this interview that andy jassy from amazon did where he was questioned whether or not Amazon is kind of missing the AI boom because they have not put out a mm. bot or a co-pilot or something similar for consumers. And Andy Jesse said that there's a difference to a sustain, sustained wave of uh, adoption and a hype cycle, yeah. basically. And he said they're more in for the long run. Yeah. He gave several examples, their chip-making qualities, their... Generation Studio, where you can play with large language models. And he said we're more in for the long run because the hype cycle and the hype boom or whatever you want to call it will die down eventually. And then it shows who is left. Yeah. Which I think was interesting and true. I did did find the um, argument from the interview interesting where he said in cloud... In the cloud market, uh, Amazon were one of the first to move. Yeah. um, Amazon App Services. And now they are one of the biggest cloud providers. So he said... Could you not be missing out? But yeah, Emily Jesse was more saying that we should be in for the long run. Yeah. And that brought me to, obviously, the containment of AI in art. And also this these two really interesting articles that I got through Hard Fork, another really good podcast I would recommend, where they said that in easy terms, just to sum it up, now that AI is creating so much more content, that content is getting onto the internet and then more AI is trained in the future on AI generated oh, content. Yeah, I see. But yeah, obviously yeah. that content could be false, could be bad, could be inaccurate, you know? And then the AI just becomes worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And in the end could even fault and could even collapse altogether. Yeah. Which I found really interesting. So in a way, linking all that to good content creation, but Andy Jesse said being in for the long run. And you know, <laughs> inaccuracy trained on inaccuracy and so on is not a good point yeah. to go to. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely see that. So what do, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, it's definitely an interesting idea of um, AI being trained on AI. That's kind mm-hmm. of what you're saying, yeah. right? AI-generated content, yes. Um, so, which I guess, I don't know if it would work like this or not. Is that not a good thing? No. But why not? Because <clears throat> it's basically the content that AI is being trained on because you know how GPT-4 was basically trained on massive massive loads of internet data for example Wikipedia but if for example oh sorry I see what you mean now I thought you meant like the AI is being trained on 
how other AI makes content so it can make its own way of no so no, you know no. like for example like if you write a story and yeah. it goes on the internet and then another AI is like oh this was written by an AI yeah how can I improve on this oh no 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 that would be tuning that okay be... I see what you mean no you mean AI be... is being trained on AI generated information and basically content, yes. ah, okay yeah so for example yeah if you asked it when William Shakespeare was born and he got it from Wikipedia, it's most likely right. But if it got it from uh, GPT-4 who gave you an incorrect date... And yeah, then... okay. Yeah, no, in that case, I see. Obviously, yeah, that's not great. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, well then, yeah, in that case, I do see where um, Amazon are coming from, obviously, maybe taking the smarter route. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Well, it's interesting because it might be a really good point for AI governance. I mean, what IBM is doing, where AI is being... Uh, controlled and being railed in at points or just general arguments where you have different tools developed by different providers that filter AI content and flag AI content as such but I also read interviews with them where they said we can't keep up at the moment it's almost impossible to tell so that is going to be a really interesting argument I honestly don't know what's going to happen on that one I think it's a really complex issue and it's a really interesting issue which obviously has only just started because we've only just seen the explosion of something like ChatGPT, let alone explosions of new models or new tools being trained on those previous ones. Yeah. So I guess we have to see. I recommend reading those articles from um, Hard Fork. Yeah. <laughs> that was not the year publication, sorry. From Hard Fork. I will link those also in the show notes and also recommend listening to Hard Fork because it's a really fantastic podcast. Cool. That we take or I take inspiration from. Yeah. For the content. Um, Okay, cool. Well, that sounds good. I have one more story, which I found quite positive. Okay, so do you want to tell us a bit about that one? Yes, it actually links to my good old favorite tool, Midjourney, which helped me create my latest tattoo. Where Midjourney, it had, it had, it's had that function, sorry, (laughs) for a while now, where you can input an image and it describes this image back to you. Ah, okay. Which is really cool. And it now also, by the way, for all those Midjourney fans, has really cool features where you can expand an image to the, so you get an image. Oh, I have seen that. It's so good. Yes, I've seen people do that on TikTok where they expand album covers. Yes, exactly. You input an image, you upscale it, and then you have arrows left, right, up, down, and then you expand that image following the arrows. Or you can also just zoom out where you create more around it, which is I think that's quite cool, cool, to be fair. I think sometimes when it's done, like, with the albums that I've seen, then some of them are really cool and some of them are just like, "Mm, well... I know. (laughs) But But yeah. That links the image... Uh, detection basically where it describes the image back to you links to the story I found in Riot which we also link in the show notes Mm -hmm. which is AI could change how blind people see the world where AI is being used through different tools such as Google Glass Ask InVision and Be My Eyes are the ones being featured in the article to help blind people see by for example recognizing objects around them or on a page and reading text back to them or describing, again, objects Mm. around them, which I think is such a cool way to use the technology. You know, with all the unfair criticism of AI, where people are scared of it, people want to rein it in. Again, completely fair. This, I think, is such a great and positive example for a great change that AI can have. Yeah, I mean, I think that's very interesting. Like, I'll let you finish (laughs) the thing in a sec. But basically what I was going to say is something that I think would be interesting before I forget 
is how it would describe, let's say you're born blind, right? Mm -hmm. And True. you, um, I don't know, there's something you touch and you're like, oh, what color is this? And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, it's red. How does right. it describe what red is? I know. Or yellow. That's you a know? really, really good point. That's a really good question. Because I don't know how I'd describe <clears throat> it. No, me neither. So... I was about to say, it could obviously say a warm color, but then what is a warm color to you? Yeah, obviously, yeah exactly. Obviously, you know what warm is, what yeah. it feels like, but then how does this... I think it links to this completely bigger picture where it is how do born blind people perceive the world? Yeah, no, exactly. And what colors do they imagine what textures do they imagine when they touch you know something that's really soft what does that look like to them it's such an yeah, interesting true, thing true. and but yeah and like what do, do they see anything in their head mm -hmm. sometimes you know exactly. but, but what you know but exactly. yeah i actually think i also listened to a podcast about this a few uh weeks ago where i think this was asked as well this was explored where oh yeah it, that was it where it said how do blind people dream which was really, really oh, yeah. interesting. True. But I think it said that, and obviously I don't want to speak on behalf of anyone who is blind or born blind or anything. So if I say something completely incorrect, then I'm very sorry. And I didn't mean to speak for you. But I believe the podcast was either by David Eagleman or um, by Uberman Labs was saying that they dream in what they can perceive. So in sounds, in... Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. In, in touch, touch and yeah. what have you. And I think that is different to how it can manifest when you dream, because I think it's mainly visual, but then obviously you can hear voices when you dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it was mainly around that. So that was super interesting. But I still think, I mean, it can be both. It can be for people who used to be able to see, to properly describe it and say, there's a green tree in front of you. But then for someone who's born blind, it could be more of a warning thing where it said, oh, watch out, there's yeah, a yeah. tree coming up you know yeah yeah obviously it's different it's interesting how it would work for different people like or if they have to obviously make a variety mm -hmm. of software obviously because obviously something they'll give to someone who wasn't born blind would be different to giving mm -hmm. to someone who was born blind like true. it's a whole different thing so yeah true. true what i found really good in the article as well that the people working on this or being involved in this in the article said that it's exciting to see these groups of people being involved at the very forefront at the moment mm. and they're not just an afterthought but again they are at the very forefront of these innovations obviously probably not in all cases but in this specific case i think it's a really cool tool or very cool set of tools that i'm excited about that they're already being used yeah. seeing you know ChatGPT only came out if you can believe it less than a year ago yeah so i hope that's going to be continued with all the criticism we have of AI. I hope that's something that's actually helping people, that is actually being perceived as positive in their community, and that is going to be developed further. Exactly. I think that's a good note to end the goats. I think that's a, <laughs> it's a pretty good goat. Yeah. Might even be the goat. I would of be the so goats. interested to see, like, if obviously someone like one of us who obviously isn't blind, mm -hmm. if we ever tried out whatever it mm -hmm. was to see how it describes stuff to us as if we were not able to Oh, actually, to see. on that note, I can say something that was mentioned in the article that was also interesting is that this obviously makes hallucinations all the more uh, all the more dangerous because imagine if it said there is no tree inside and then you walk into a tree. Oh, yeah, true. Because obviously the AI is not 100% 
Oh yeah. Correct. So yeah, you yeah, could yeah. just make up and oh, no, no, yeah, that's true. hallucinate. So I think what they said is mainly what it's being focused on or what it should be taken as correct for is the overall object. So saying there is a tree rather than saying it's a pine tree, it's an oak yeah, tree, yeah, yeah. it's a yellow tree, a blue tree, what have you. Because yeah. that could be more incorrect, that's less trustworthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the ground structure of it yeah. is where it, should, where it is important that it's correct and yeah. where it's also being... Or at least they can say like there is an object in front of you which exactly. is quite thick and big that exactly. you'll have to walk around. Exactly. And then all the little details can come later as soon as long as we make sure that it's safe yeah. to use. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But no, it was also a good tool, I think they said, especially in Google Glass, to be hands-free. So obviously if you have a guide dog, for mm. example, you can use it and just, you know, tap your glasses and still have your dog and have objects around you. Yes. Really cool. Yeah, that is true. Okay. All right. Well, that was a good note to end the goats. Exactly. Um, cool. Should oh, as we... always, yeah. I just wanted to say, obviously, we recorded this episode on the 9th of July. So we will bring it out a few days later. I don't think there will be that big of a delay yeah. by now. But obviously, <laughs> when we bring it out, there could be new developments. You know, there could be a new an uh, interview with Andy Jassy or there could be new developments in Music LM or Music Gen um, that you can use at the moment. I recommend doing that because yeah. they're quite cool. But yeah, if there are any new developments, then that could be very possible in the very fast moving world of AI. Indeed. Okay, so moving on and out to the socials. So I was gonna say, do you wanna read us out? As they always say. <laughs> yes, um, so the email address is tota.podcast404 at gmail.com. So tota as in T-O-T-A dot podcast 404 at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, if you want to get in touch, uh, send us any questions, any suggestions, any goats that you found interesting, any opinions, yes. do get in touch if you want. And um, the Instagram is Tota Podcast, as in just the same, Tota Podcast. And the TikTok is also Tota Tota Podcast. Exactly. So do follow us there so for some more visual content for our mid-journey creations for decoherence creations and yeah and that's it explore algorithms week. i hope you stay safe in yours and yeah. make sure to come back for our next ai episode which will be in two weeks ish exactly um and we'll be back in a few weeks exactly in about a month yeah okay right. cool we'll see you there see you later okay bye, bye.